0: ourselves all right three two one don't do it yet <laughs> are we gonna introduce ourselves we're gonna have the little intro yep and then you're gonna say I'm Mackenzie Weber yep. <sighs> two <laughs> two girls one small town yep podcast <coughs>
1: So before okay. this starts, how does this go? You guys, I'm not very internet-wise here Okay. Now. Where's this going? <laughs>
2: Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
1: And that's a rangey deal?
2: Yeah, Well, it's a worldwide deal, so everybody can listen to it. I think we had about 200 people the or first more one. on the first one. Oh. Second one, we're getting up to 200, so...
1: We're not on there now, are we? No. See, I have to be really careful, because I've done things I don't even want my dog to know about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we want to (laughs) hear. That's what we want to hear, bud. (laughs) So,
2: (laughs) (laughs) ready? Three, two, one. Good morning, Jeannie.
0: Hi, Kenzie. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Happy Flag
1: Day.
2: Happy Flag Day. So, we have a special guest today. Bud Striegel. Hey, Bud.
1: Hi. Hi, girls. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing really good.
2: That's good. Are you excited to be here today with us?
1: Oh, I don't know about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So when I talked to Bud about doing this about two weeks ago at the Rangeley Hospital Yard Sale. I said, Bud, will you come on my podcast? And he said, well, hell, remind me a day before because I won't remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you remembered, Bud. You're here. Oh, yes.
1: You tried to call me in my office. I did. Keeps really good track. I mean, in fact, they didn't call me again this morning.
0: <laughs> to remind you? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> well, Bud, you grew up here in Rangeley, right?
1: Uh, what was I? I? was three years old when we come here, I think.
2: Mm-hmm four years old so where did you come here from
1: I was born in nuclear Colorado okay. and then dad when the war started or was going mm-hmm. uh, he was in California in the shipyards out there okay working in the shipyards and mom was riveting airplanes Wow and then when the war got over uh, just for winter let's see when did the war get over late in the fall Uh, I think it was November when they come here of for, uh, forty-five. Wow! When they come out here, and he'd been reading about all the boom out here. Dad followed the booms, kind of he was what the those all those people that showed up in Range at that time they called them boomers. And uh, that's when we moved here then in nineteen forty-five. Wow!
0: What's your first memory of Rangeley, Bud?
1: We lived about half a block east of here. And there was an apartment building. They got in and was on the end of it. And uh, one of the things I can remember, they didn't have a jailhouse. And I remember being outside, and there was a guy sitting on his rear with his legs around a telephone pole and handcuffed to it. (laughs) And these guys were driving down the street in a car. And I can remember they are hollering at him, and he's hollering back. I'm sure they was agitating him or something. And they was cussing, and I can remember a mother getting me and bringing me in the house, didn't want me to hear those cuss words. <laughs> and the only other thing I can remember about, when we was only in town for that winter, I can remember the airplanes. John Norman lived on the hill right behind the, where the uh, football field is now. Okay. And they'd buzz town. Uh-huh. I can remember the kids going out there with their beanie flippers and bowing arrows trying to shoot him down. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember that. <laughs> I can remember the airplanes flying. Mm -hmm. Another little thing about the airplanes, they landed them on Main Street for a little while.
2: No way. Yeah, and they
1: thought that was too dangerous. (laughs) So they went one street north Uh and landed them, and then they moved to the other one. And I can remember those guys, there was a lot of airplanes. airplane cost the same as a car in those days. That was for insurance and all that stuff got so high. Wow. There's there was a lot of little Piper clubs. There was probably 17, 18 people had airplanes here in Rangeley then. Wow, but
0: there was no airport, so they just landed on...
1: Landed there. And then I remember at night, they'd buzz town, everybody'd get in their cars and go out there and park and make lights so they could land. Wow. People don't realize the community was a lot closer in those days than it is now. Way closer. People and things. Yeah. Wow. And then they moved it up where the college is now, and then it got moved out to where it is now.
0: So when... Your first memory that you actually were thinking about Rangeley, how many people lived in Rangeley about
1: that time? you know I've heard up to five, six thousand. I think there was fifty seven drilling rigs working in this field at one time if you counted the cable tool rigs and things. A lot of things people don't realize this was the biggest thing going in the United States from from forty five to fifty one just like uh, Texas down there where the oil oil boom is in North Dakota. Mm. Rangeley wow. was the biggest thing going.
2: So I have a question, bud. My favorite thing about Rangeley was the stoplight. <laughs> Do you remember the stoplight sure. being put in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you remember it going up in the middle of town, and what were your thoughts
1: about that? I didn't, well, you got, it's, there was an awful lot of oil activity south of town then by the hospital. Okay. And I think that was the main thing that brought it in, all the trucks running up and down the hill there. Mm. I thought it was fine. When he was working on it in front of my museum, I wanted to put a roundabout in, but nobody else in Rangeley before for it. <laughs> I'd be for it, bud.
2: <laughs> so um, I remember talking to you one time and you told me about the National Guard coming into Rangeley, so you tell oh, me about that again? Oh, that's one of the earlier things, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. We used to get these darn uh, ice jams. Mm-hmm. And it took the city and people a while to figure out what was causing that. You had a ditch that started out there, but Jesus saves. <laughs> and run clear down around by the, by the cemetery below it and around, went through the places out there where my family, were and them guys built that barn, mm-hmm. and went to clear down this side of the river to uh, well clear across from that old uh, brick house down the river. I think it was called the Rangeley Ditch, and I had papers on that once, and I let them get away from me, and I think that was built in 1897 or something. But anyway, that ditch is on grade,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the ice would jam and go over the ditch. It couldn't get out. So all that ice and water just followed the grade of that ditch. Well, that went forever. Mm-hmm. You know, couldn't, go, couldn't get back to the river. Right. And so, so did I that could,
0: cause flooding and rainfall? Oh, sure. Your...
1: The water got on this side of the ditch, couldn't get out. <laughs> <laughs> they finally figured it out went out and cut it and put some culverts in it, you know. But, mm-hmm. but that's the ice might have come for a little bit, but it wouldn't have stayed in like it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember that well. And I can remember there was a standard derrick on that well out there by our house that's going now. But they brought the uh, National Guard in, and they'd fly their airplanes down over that and try to sonic boom it and things. They some people claimed they bombed it, but I think they were just sonic booming is what they were mm-hmm. done. But. Uh, i can remember it was slow enough we count the rivets on those jets when they went over our head out there that was pretty exciting wow That's so cool. they'd done it several times and at the time you're talking about mm-hmm. the national guard got down on the other side of the river by the kenny place and they decided they're going to shoot it with the bazookas you got to realize these guys are only 18 20 years old they're not <laughs> you know they're still pretty young <laughs> anyway they shoot their old bazooka well ricochets and went over here almost right behind where yuri has got their place now Louis. a little high before he hit, something went off. <laughs> <laughs> and no guy was with him. But I, I don't think very many people in town knew that. Not, they didn't advertise it at all. <laughs> <laughs> <They wanted laughs> and to. finally he took them on a boat out and we had the standard derricks all over the country and they got no standard derricks and was shooting down in it wow. where they could shoot straight down.
0: So your dad came here for the oil boom? Is that why he came? Yeah,
1: he was a welder. He borrowed $500 and bought an old army well or an army truck and got a well machine and come out here. And we got here. We lived at Jensen for about two weeks. They we couldn't find a place here in an old log house it was right by the river. It's gone now. And our uncle brought us out anyway. They got here and the motor went out of the old car right after they got here. But things was. It was pretty wild then, you know. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those of you that don't know or do know, Bud has an amazing car museum. And, um, Bud, when did you start collecting cars?
1: About 12 years old. Was trying to build them before then. I've Mm -hmm. got some pictures of carts we used to build.
2: What was your first car?
1: Uh, Probably Model A. Okay. I don't remember we had so many and i'm the neighbor kid there most of us doing it uh we'd forget put up for we would forget to put water or oil or something in them so it usually then lasts for about a week or something <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks before we'd have to find another one but you'd find one most people give them to you or sell them to you for two bucks so wow you didn't have much in them you'd pick pop bottles up every two weeks and pick up enough pop bottles to buy another car
2: wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wish I could just pick up and buy a new car <laughs> for two bucks. And you know, so, they
1: weren't that old when you think about it then. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of a, what would they have been that had been, uh, I don't know, 20 years old, those cars. You don't think a car 20 years old now is that old the a car. But, right. Or I don't. But, I don't either. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Yeah. so you you told me once that after the war that people were just selling their cars, and that's how you got a lot of the cars you had. Well, the those
1: real early ones. I don't know if they sell them. you didn't build cars from forty one to forty five. Mm-hmm. So when those guys come to Rangeley, they're making the depression just got over, and they're making more money than they ever heard of in their life. This was Saudi Arabia, man, this thing's the Gordon. Mm-hmm. and they're buying new cars as soon as they could. And I don't imagine they was taking trade-ins. Those car companies didn't want them old cars. Right. They were selling new ones, you know? So they were sitting behind everybody's house and they just wanted to get rid of them.
2: Yeah.
1: And most of them run pretty good, but I wish I had every one of them back. We had some really neat ones. Heck
2: yeah. So how, how much do you think all of the cars put together in your museum right now, how much do you think it's worth?
1: Oh, I haven't. you got to find the sucker to buy him. You know, you read these <laughs> auctions where somebody paid this big, fabulous money for something. Mm-hmm. you got to find that guy that's willing to pay you that much money for something. That's true. You know, that's not the way that works. I didn't buy him as an investment at all anyway. Mm-hmm. I just thought they were cool. Yeah. Always liked cars. I've <laughs> had cars. Always liked mechanical stuff. Mm-hmm. Went to a funeral last Saturday of a guy I went to high school with, and there was three of us in school then with probably more car guys than anybody else. Wow. And between the three of us, we always had some kind of a project going. Mm
2: -hmm. So what's your latest project right now?
1: Oh, man, I'm going to build me a Bugatti.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to take Jeannie and I for a ride?
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Just two-seater, but...
0: (laughs) One at a time.
1: (laughs) I quit fooling with these Fords and Chevrolets. These cars cost... uh, Twenty or thirty million dollars. Dang. Yeah, going high class. <laughs> I'll be lucky to get twenty dollars for mine.
2: Is <laughs> so that a new paint job and everything, yeah. or what?
1: Oh, we are started from scratch. We're building oh, the whole wow. car. Wow. We we bought us a model. Mm-hmm. We look at that model, and then we go try to make a piece like that on that model. hmm So it's going to look. It's starting to come around where it looks pretty close. Is
2: it gold plated?
1: No, I, that's another thing. <laughs> trying to figure out. You know, we've got a lot of cars and it's really hard to figure out we don't want to paint them all the same color because right. you tend to like one color more than you do another mm-hmm. uh, you get 50 60 cars that gets kind of hard to figure out what color to paint one i think he should do neon
2: pink some, well
1: some <laughs> of them are kind of that color but, and some of them are pretty bright and, and gaudy but man you have to mix them up you know what i mean right and it gets harder every car
2: yeah maybe some glitter yeah <laughs> bling Put rhinestones all over yeah. it <laughs>
1: well, i got that packard's pretty pretty <laughs> <and> pink
0: <laughs> so out of all the cars you have or have owned bud what's been your favorite one
1: i really don't probably my first good car when i got in high school i had a 55 ford you know that was a big deal when you got sixteen. Man, you couldn't wait to get your license. Now mm-hmm. I, I run around kids eighteen, nineteen, still don't have a driver's license. I know it. I
2: was so anxious to get my driver's license.
1: I think I think you could get a chauffeur's license at eighteen. I remember I couldn't wait to get my chauffeur's license, you know, mm-hmm. to drive a truck or something. Yeah. And I don't know. People's just changed, you know, from what it was. Mm-hmm.
2: What is the biggest change, good and bad, that you've seen in
1: America? I don't think people look after people the same. Mm -hmm. I'd have to go back to a story about my dad. There was 11 kids in that family, and he was third to youngest, and he was six years old when his dad died. So there's nobody going to marry an old woman with 11 kids, you know, in the Depression. That's during the Depression. Anyway, he never did tell us kids. One time we was having a family reunion, his brothers was talking about when he left home he never did tell us this story. I guess he was ashamed of it. Anyway, he was just about to start the seventh grade, so he had to be 12 or something like that. Him and a neighbor kid, they was from Wichita, went down the railroad and got on the railroad and went to San Francisco.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: So he's telling us about about uh, bums, and bums wasn't what you call a bum today. They, there wasn't any unemployment or anything. Mm-hmm. That's just guys broke and trying to travel somewhere, you know, to find a job. Yep. But he said the bums looked after him, wrapped him up in newspaper, and uh, took care of him, you know, and told him how to film. To, um, said he got down in Arizona and said he always told him, knock on a, go to a back door of somebody's house, and said the lady of the house will make you a sandwich or something if you can go by. You'd call that begging today. I don't think they did then. <laughs> but he said he got down in Arizona, and they went and knocked on the door and asked that lady if they'd cut some firewood or something for her. said there wasn't a tree within 300 miles of <laughs> that, that place. <laughs> And they got out to San Francisco and said they set there at the, at Oakland, at the, the bay there, to get on the other side and said they set there all day and finally the ferry boat captain come down and got them, them across. So people was looking after people. That's yeah. what I'm getting at, you know. Yeah. Your churches looked after you and people looked after you. Well, now you're looking for the government to do it, you know. And mm-hmm. His sister was the oldest one and she'd went clear through college and married a guy and he was a principal at that junior high and... Uh, he got in a fight the second week he's there, and it embarrassed his sister, so they sold him out of school, and he never went back.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: But you'd never known it, you know.
2: Right. So what are what is one of the good things that you've seen in progress in America?
1: <laughs> got to oh, think my goodness, a little bit. Huh? I don't know. There's a lot of good things. <laughs> I don't really know the medicines and things. You're, you're living a lot longer. Yeah. But the bad things... Uh, Starting to outweigh the good, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm trying to think when I got out of high school. I was married and had two kids before I even knew what marijuana or anything, even heard of it. <laughs> yeah. The biggest things kids got in trouble was drinking beer. That stuff all come back from Vietnam. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I think a lot about that now. My little brother and my other brother and I, we didn't go over there, but my little brother did. Out of high school a week and then goes over there. That's sickening. Mm-hmm. I think about it now. Yeah. You ever listen to that Jimmy Darren Bobby Dern protest song or something about that? Listen to that through. Anyway, that was terrible,
0: mm-hmm. that deal. Yeah. Terrible time for the country. Did you, you know, serve in the military?
1: No, I didn't. They, you know, when I was that age, you wasn't drafting him. All my friends that entered the military, they just went on a three- or four-year vacation over the Far East or over Europe. They didn't do wasn't any wars. Right. Wasn't nothing going on. Right. One of my friends were talking about the Vandenberg Gate there in Germany, he said, they their barracks had something like a stoplight or something, these certain light color would come on and you'd all jump out and get in the Jeep and meet the, go look at the Russians or something. <laughs> he said one, one time the light come on, and said, they give us bullets for our guns.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: That's the first time they'd given me bullets. <laughs> we they had that stare down at the gate there at that time with the Russians. Wow. So it was a different world. Yeah. You know, Very and when I got out of high school, it was a beautiful time being school. Mm-hmm. I look back now. Rock and roll come out, the V8 cars come out. It just—it was a good time. You know, how could it be any better with old Elvis singing to you? And
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know?
1: And all that and the world was free. Yeah. Gas for twenty-eight cents a gallon. Oh my goodness! We'd go. We'd go drag Maine by a daughters worth of gas and drive around all night. Wow. That's crazy. You buy a new car for fourteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, how many kids were in your graduating class in Rangeley?
1: Mars. When we first, when I was a freshman, there was sixty some kids because they was laying the big pipeline through here, at the Northwest Pipeline. When I graduated, I think there was twenty six or seven. Wow. And so that uh, a bunch of them was with that thing. We had one of the smaller classes then.
2: Well, I had a small class too. I think I only graduated with twenty five. Yeah.
1: And you know what always worried me? I knew it. I didn't ever, I didn't like school. I had other things I wanted to do. I'd done great in shop and history, and the rest of them I didn't even want to go.
2: But no math?
1: <laughs> anyway, that really worried me, you know, how smart I was, because there were some really, really smart kids in our class. Dinosaur had a school, and they come down here after the eighth grade, and there was three of them kids in my class graduated at 16. Wow, wow. You know, that they were smart darn kids. All went on to really do doctors and stuff like that. Wow. So anyway, it really worried me. So I went and looked it up, and I think I was 19 out of 26. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're an optimistic person, there could have been 300 kids in that class, and I could have been 19.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so you just have to be optimistic.
0: <laughs> so... Um history was your favorite subject?
1: Oh, I really love history, still do
0: hmm That's true.
1: But I know my wife says I have AAD or whatever that is. That <laughs> but you know I just ADHD. Yeah, I just couldn't stand to be there that long. <laughs> I wanted out.
2: Um so dinosaur, they used to have a library, correct? Did they have a library?
1: Oh, they ha I don't know about a library, but they had a movie theater and, and wow. uh, all kinds of things there. A lot of people don't know what dinosaur was for. It was Mm artesia. And there was always a little stop there. But they were going to build the Echo Park Dam. That's where your two rivers come together up there. I did not know that. And that was the biggest, you can look it up right now, the biggest, you'd think of environmental fights now. That was the biggest environmental fight ever been in Congress was over that dam. Wow. And uh, Aspinall was your your, uh, congressman. He was from Pruda. He's the one that got... uh, the big dams down in Arizona going and all that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and they had that fight. There was a girl my age in school. Cox was her last name. And her dad built towns. And you made your own power and everything. See, I, I don't think the RAA come in here till 57 or something like that. Before that, cities and towns had to make their own power. Like you had the old power plant out here on the river. Okay. And they had their own power plants there in, in the Dinosaur. Anyway... When that fight got over, man, they packed up and way they went, the Cox family and them and the town just kinda died. But mm-hmm. that was gonna be a deal like down there at those big dams down there in Arizona town. Wow. That was a gateway fort. Wow.
0: That's crazy. That would have really changed the environment oh, in sure this area. Yeah. I mean as far as
1: tourists and things. Tourists and more yeah. bumper to bumper.
0: Mm-hmm. And more people living here. And-
1: mm-hmm.
2: It's crazy how you look back in the past and just see how much it could have affected the future if it would have happened or if it didn't happen.
1: Well, you know, a lot, your life's a lot dependent on fate. You can be the hardest person in the world and the hardest working person in the world and all that, and if, if there's no work, you're not going to work. Right. You know, if the opportunity's not there, you're, you're not available to take advantage of it.
0: Okay. So going back to the dam, how did how did you feel about that? What was your take on I
1: that? I wasn't involved in I didn't care less then I'm <laughs> still in high care. school. I think that happened when about when I was probably a sophomore junior. Not they interested in fast cars, mm-hmm. screeching wheels, stuff like that. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you
0: know, what I, about the locals though? How did yeah. they feel about it? Did they?
1: Well you know I never did hear that much. My dad was really involved in that up there. He had an old trencher one of the first ones in the country and he dug all our water lines and everything up there. Wow. And the reason I probably knew about it, they'd meet Twice a month up there in the, in the back room of that old uh, power plant, and he'd make me go up there with him. And I remember days the evening, and evening, I remember sitting in the corner and going to sleep, waiting on him to go home. But they're discussing how they're going to involve and do all this stuff, you know, and, and make it grow.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, if you could start a business today, Bud. Just any
0: business at all in Rangeley, what would you start, apart yeah. from the pipeline? And what would you recommend? <laughs> yeah, and what would you for recommend? people that were looking to say, I want to start a business in Rangeley.
1: You know, I don't really know. It's going to have to be something to do with uh, with the country, you know, something like that, to, to tourists, or I don't know, it wouldn't be tourists, something where you could adventure stuff, I, I suppose.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You right. know, I've thought and thought if you ever want to start a business, the labor's a big problem now and that never was when I was growing up it was a problem. You didn't just couldn't find enough people. <clears throat> if you wanted to work in the range when I was young, you had, didn't want to work. You had to hide because there were people offering you a job walking down the street. Right. But you need to find something that you can make a good living at and do by yourself without too many people. 'Cause you know where you're going to be and where you're going to be at. Mm-hmm. You were in the business, and you know so and so. He's got a big deal. He wants to go to. You're standing there holding. You know, mm-hmm. you get dependent on help. I, I don't. Maybe I'm just getting older. I don't think people's as loyal as they used to be.
2: No, I don't think that. They I agree are. with that. You no.
1: Know, just I don't know. I was listening the other day. The daughter store make Meeker closed there for a while because they couldn't find any help. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me there's no help in Meeker?
2: there's nobody that wants to work anywhere that's the difference there's help but people don't want yeah
1: i just i just really don't i just wasn't raised in that environment you know
2: yeah we're We're just we're getting away from that and i think the biggest thing is is the family values too have been changing
1: the proudest thing i am in that business is the people that that made a living there and raised their kids on that business yep that's the thing i'm proudest of everything yeah and they was loyal, man, they looked after you. Mm-hmm. You know, they had your interest at heart too. Mm-hmm. And I, we still have really good people. I don't want to be misunderstood at all, but right. I don't see it like I used to. Yeah.
2: That is the biggest thing is, I think loyalty and family values yeah. have just kind of disappeared. I tried to
1: watch their back and they watched my back, it mm-hmm. seems like, you know. I never had to look, I wasn't looking over your shoulder all the time.
2: Yeah. So what advice would you give a high school graduate graduating today?
1: <laughs> Try to find a job, be the first one there and the last one to leave when you, when you get a job and don't be a quitter. You know, I'll put up with a lot of stuff. The guy's out working. He might not be too bright of a light. But if you knew he was going to be there, and not going to quit and depend on him, that means a whole lot. Mm-hmm. When you give somebody your word, stay with it.
2: You know, yeah.
1: I don't know what they do. You know, I used to say education. <clears throat> the company out there gives scholarships out for several years, quite a few. And we wanted to give them out for engineering, because mm-hmm. all my mentors, my best mentors, was engineers, people I worked with when I was really young. And I wanted to stick with that, but you know, the last few years I don't even have anybody acquiring one for for being an engineer. Wow. And nursing, and everything's admirable. A possession, but I wanted to stick with the engineering. Mm-hmm. This year we give out all our scholarships for trade schools. Wow. You know, welders worked for us and there for a while. Welders, you had to hire their helper too. They can make a hundred ninety, two hundred thousand dollars a year. Heck yeah. Now where are you going to make that on?
0: Right. You know.
1: What's the matter with being a plumber or electrician?
0: Amen. And saying <laughs> plumber and electrician, I mean, we have a couple in town, but there's a real need right here in the community
1: yes. for a youth that would want to pursue Well, them. you know, that's in the, the oil field business is good, but roughneck and something, but that's pretty hard on your body and things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, you know, I don't think plumbing and electrician, near are that hard on your body. Right. And they're never going to take your place with a computer. Right. You're always going to be there, so yep. I don't see any matter of that with a good trade school job. A-
2: Absolutely, we need HVAC techs. We need plumbers, uh, plumbers electricians.
1: electricians. Yeah, blue collar workers. Yeah. I was talking about my dad and his brothers. All those brothers, they all had a trade. It was a bricklayer, or electrician, or painter, or something. You know, that that mm-hmm. was their full time occupation. Yeah. None of them ever got in trouble, and all of them raised families.
0: Thank Well, you know, and going back to loyalty, when I lived in Kentucky, one Thanksgiving we got up and and the dishwasher broke. So we were washing dishes. Well, then the water, there was a problem with the water. So we had a plumber, his name was Al Bowden, that we would call like at the drop of a hat. Shout out and, to Al. <laughs> (laughs) and he would come anytime his family because he got so many calls on thanksgiving would move thanksgiving to friday so he could go and he got paid double so he could work thanksgiving day taking care of people Mm -hmm. trying to have their thanksgiving dinners and then they would celebrate on friday and to me that's Dedication—that's loyalty to
1: your customers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And
0: I would—I don't think we see any of that anymore.
1: No, you don't run a lot. Well, there's still people out there do that. And believe me, they're there. Yeah. I can remember Thanksgiving dinners. You brought that up. <laughs> the gas, the there was I think 17 batteries out here in the field flaring gas and the gas plant flaring, so they were probably flaring. I was—I would guess three or four million cubic foot a day that, mm-hmm. that didn't put it in the pipeline. The oil companies didn't think the gas was worth anything. I'm talking about natural gas. Yep. Well, Yep. Our old shop, none of them had insulation or anything but they'd make these big stoves out of pipe and they just put more stoves in when it got cold. Wow. But I remember going out in that old big, that was a welding shop Dad had there at the end of the house clearing them big old iron benches off and putting tablecloths on them or my mother did. But I had a an uncle lived in Vernon I had a Uncle lived in Rainsley and the grandparents and some other people. But anyway, I can remember going out there and eating Thanksgiving dinner. Now, that's when I'm a little guy. <laughs> and I can remember those stores, stoves of Roaring and all the hard hands we had that didn't have a home coming for Thanksgiving dinner, you know, where they, they, you couldn't travel back, back and forth like you do now. And I can remember my old uncle throwing bullet shells in one of those stoves. <laughs> <laughs> You remember when you were a kid? You remember this kind of stuff, you know, going off. But I mean, that—I bet you there was thirty people at those things. Yeah. When we had those dinners. Yeah. And it—it'd been kind of hard for the women preparing that. You know, they just had a stove in the house and packing it out there and stuff. hmm But they got there was a lot more togetherness. I don't know how to explain that, but.
2: Yeah, I, I I wish we could get back to that. I really really wish. I am I've been so thankful and blessed to find my group of people that have been loyal to me. Example: Jeannie and Lisa and all of my friends from college that have stuck with me um, and would do anything for me. Um, but I just don't think that there's enough people like that anymore
1: well oh. you're traveling around too much you know used to yeah. didn't go anywhere right these camps out here if he was raised in one of them camps i think he's one of the luckiest people in the world everybody knew everybody they all had a rec center there was something going on in those rec centers every night mm-hmm. we didn't have tv right if you was a kid and come to town to the movie or something stood on the corner for 10 minutes somebody'd pick you up and take you home right I don't know, it just was more going on. Boy Scouts, something every night was one of those things. I thought they had lived in castles. You go out here at the museum and look at that little school or that little house. I thought they had castles, but you got to remember those were built in 1945 and 6, so it was pretty, everybody else was living in a tent downtown here. Right. But anyway our house was 20 by 30 and we didn't have running water or anything mm. hell they had running water and heat in every room and they wow. had a pretty cool deal i thought go out there and look at that little house now look how tiny it is <laughs> you can't even turn around in the kitchen
2: right you know,
1: i thought they'd castles
2: <laughs> so but i want to talk about um when you were in high school you told me a story a while ago about a skunk
1: oh i shouldn't tell I't <laughs> <laughs>
2: you to tell that story. We love that story.
1: (laughs) Well, I told you I didn't like being there. (laughs) And I always read, I read a lot. I read all the time. Anyway, I'm reading a book and this kid throws a skunk in the schoolhouse.
2: (laughs) What was his name?
1: Well, this is in the book. I don't remember that. So everybody had a barrel behind their house where you burnt your trash in those days. Mm-hmm. I go out to empty the trash that night, dump the trash, and I hear something look down, and there's a big old skunk in the barrel. <laughs> I don't know what possessed me to do this. I just reached down in there and grabbed him. <laughs> <clears throat> well, he kind of shot all over me right at my arm, right of my face. <laughs> 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 anyway, I, I don't tell my folks I got this skunk, you know. Of course, I stink like heck, you know. Mother, yeah. she's complaining. Anyway, so I put it in this box. And the, the old schoolhouse, she had a big long highway from the parking lot. I don't know why i done this. Anyway, I go in and I take that old skunk with the tail and like a bull, and I bowl him <laughs> the start a school. And the kids, they're all screaming and jumping over and parting, you know. But well stopped. And that's how I got acquainted with my wife, We I stopped right in front of her locker. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first her? time she noticed me.
2: <laughs> you know, bud, you're pretty hard to miss. So.
1: <laughs> anyway, so school shut down for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And... The principal and all of them's there and they're all again the walls and the old skunk, he don't know what to do. <laughs> just, you know. The janitor, he gets the broom and he's trying to push him out, and every time he pushes him a skunk jumps over the broom. <laughs> so finally I go over there and pick the old skunk up and he bit me then. He never had to bit me or anything before that. <laughs> and we had a principal, Mr. Yeager, and man, this guy had dark black eyes and he could lick right through you. And the kids all respected him really, really big time. So I pick him, he says, I was Larry then, I wasn't bud. Larry, is that your skunk? I said, you mean this one? <laughs> He's backing up, you
0: know.
1: He, says, That's, he said, come to my office, put that outside and come into my office. <laughs> so I go to the office, I thought, well, I guess I'm done. <laughs> he said, skunk bit you, didn't it? I said, yeah. He said, well, you think that was funny. He said, now you've got to get rabies treatments. You go up to see the doctor. And come back. So I go up and told the doctor, and he said, "Ah, oh, you ain't got rabies." He said, "I'll give you a tetanus shot." So I come back and I go in his office, and he looked at me. And it was real quick and abrupt. He said, "You think you're pretty funny, don't you?" He said, "You get your ass out of here, and if you ever do anything in this school again, you're never going to come in these doors." <laughs> that was the end of it.
2: So you didn't get detention or no, anything?
1: No, nothing. <laughs> they made me sit in the corner of the room it was, geez, <laughs> with open windows for about a week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Bud, did you ever play any sports in high school? Oh, yeah. What'd Everybody you do? did
1: uh, football and basketball and wrestling track. We didn't have baseball. That quit when I was in the seventh grade. There wasn't enough other schools to have it. And they quit, they had boxing too. Wow. That quit when I was in seventh grade. And the state outlawed boxing oh, for kids. That. And just baseball kind of fell out of, you know, the, all the teams all the schools quit it. And we had some really good teams for not knowing any bigger. We played kids. I talked to Joel Hogan last night. We played Canyon City when I was a junior and senior, and they beat us when I was a junior. When I was a senior, we beat them, and they, they was a double-A, and, and uh, they won the state. Wow. The only loss wow. they had was to Rangeley. Oh. So we had some pretty good teams. We, never, we didn't have a, that good of offense. We had never did, I don't think, have more than two touchdowns scored against us. But. But the one I want to really brag about, and I don't know why they don't have it in that school thing in their trophy case, there's a thing called the Aurora Relays in Denver, and that's all the schools in Colorado in one track meet. Oh, wow. Rangeley won that two years in a row. Mm -hmm.
0: And you were on the team?
1: Yeah, I didn't win nothing. but (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't know. I wasn't good enough. But but anyway, we we won. uh, And anyway, the headlines of the Denver Post, Mm rangeley wins Aurora relays that's the headline the next year rangeley wins Aurora relays again that's the headline on the denver post and leon he was a kid when i one of them i told you to run around with building cars he won the, the 100 yard and the two uh, 220 yard two years in a row that's running every kid in colorado that's pretty damn fast
0: so none of that's in the the school in the trophy case or anything.
1: I don't you know? think they got anything. I asked Joel that, and you know, and he was a teacher here for years.
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, well, I know you. I, can't you get on the computer and get them old newsprints and things?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We're have We have to do some research. research that. <laughs> and that yeah. would
1: have been fifty-eight uh, nine. We'll
2: put it in the next 9. Rangely review. Yes. Fifty-eight
1: yes. nine, yeah. But anyway, that's pretty unusual when you got every school in Colorado for a competitor. Heck yeah. You only have to win three or four first, they won i think one kid placed in the pole vault and they won the 220 and the 440 and the, you only have to win three or four first places and you'll take that you know because mm-hmm. there's so many schools and many many kids in it
2: right
1: that was part of the highlight of I, th- I think was the greatest thing our athletic department ever had. and you know kids every kid went out for sports in it didn't like it is now
2: right
1: and we had a really good old football coach and held some of them kids wasn't big enough to win nothing, you know. But he'd give him a uniform, and throw him on that bus, <laughs> and try to let him get in and play a little bit, you know.
2: Right? Yeah.
1: But, and I don't. I mean, ever. I think if most kids went out for every sport, a few of them didn't, but almost all of them did.
2: Wow. Yeah. You so. go to that
1: that old gymnasium, you know. F- basketball was away, and wrestling and, uh, was here, vice versa. Mm-hmm. That stadium was full. Mm-hmm. Full of people. But there wasn't any, you know, there wasn't TV. That TV's what screwed everything up.
0: Yeah. And cell phones. Yeah. And cell phones.
1: But they, that they let that thing be full.
2: Yeah. I wish it was still that way. I really do.
1: Couldn't get in. Masonic Lodge. You know what Masons are. Yes. That's over here where Giant Step is. That I did not it,
2: know that they had that in Rangeley.
1: Oh, yeah. That was a big deal in those days. And on that night, the beach cars lined up and down both sides of the street last now, we couldn't even get a quorum, you know, anymore. and moved to Meeker, and they're not doing very well either. But you could look at your churches. They was all full, too. Right. I'm telling you, that just changed, you know, mm-hmm. from that stuff.
0: And that, that rippled down, and it's changed everything.
1: Oh, it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't You guys aren't old enough to remember Paul Harvey. I remember. Can you remember? He was on the radio at noon. I remember when we always worked at noon out in the field. We'd all sit on the ditch bank and eat our lunch and listen to Paul Harvey at noon. But anyway, he was pretty well told how it was going to be before he died, and, man, it turned out exactly like he said it was going to yeah.
0: Wow. He always ended with, this is the rest of the story. Or...
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, That yeah. was a big deal. You had to listen to him every day at noon out wow. there working.
0: He was worth listening to.
1: Yeah. But he told how this was going to happen, that was going to happen. Man, he forecast that pretty good.
2: Wow. So what were your thoughts when COVID started? <laughs>
1: It didn't bother me. I mean, I've been working by myself out in that old shop. I, a lot of that, and I guess you, I think a lot of that like New York, hell, everybody's rubbing hands and riding subways and cooped up in elevators. Mm-hmm. I'm out in the open air. What's going to get me?
0: Right. Well, you know, it was interesting, and I, I did get the COVID shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went to get it, and if they had shots left over, mm-hmm. they were doing the elderly people first, then mm-hmm. they would give them to you. Well, well, you shouldn't have been in that line, Bud. <laughs> bud was there getting his, and it went all through town. Bud got a shot. Bud got a shot. If Bud can get a shot, I can you get a I shot.
1: You know, I hate to think of myself as an elder. <laughs> 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 well, he must be all right. He I don't must, think what you, do you are, got, Bud. Are you, I don't think I am either. I think I'm still 18.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I like the same kind of things I liked. Mm-hmm. Same songs, same cars. Two of my friends, and they're gone. Well, one of them's has gone, I guess, now. We was, were the was car guys. And so one of them, he lived down there in Phoenix where they have the big Scottsdale shows and all that. Yep. So the other guy lives in Missouri, and he said, hell, we ought to go down and see old Leon, stay down his house and go to those shows. So we go down there. Pretty naive characters we are. That's when you start using your credit card to get gas. Yep. Hell, we can't figure out how to get there. <laughs> gas out of the damn pump I have to go in there and get the operator to come out and get us gas <laughs> anyway we get down there and go to that show you all three go the same cars like the same kind of cars mm-hmm. you know and you just didn't change still telling the same stupid jokes you told in and laughing you know mm-hmm. I don't think you change that much yeah you just let yourself go
2: yeah
1: but anyway, talking about COVID, I wasn't around people that much. I kind of watched, you know, and just didn't, I'd go to the grocery store or something, but I just, right. I don't know about the mask. I had a lot of different opinions about the mask. We work in dust and stuff like that all the time. Uh-huh. And I can guarantee you that cloth mask, that other one don't do nothing. Yeah. Go out and try to paint or work in the dust, uh-huh. it won't do anything. And if you can put a mask on and go out in a cold and blow in it and see your air, you're not doing nothing. No. No you got to wear a mask like you do when your painter uses it or something. I don't think them things you're wearing on your face do anything. I know that guy with a handkerchief over his head isn't doing nothing.
0: Right. Well, and uh, and the reason I mentioned that you were in line that day, because you are, people respect you and Mm -hmm. look up to you in Rangeley. And that, you know, they, when they see you do something like that, you have a great influence on people. People respect you. Well, you
1: know, that's I take that on as kind of a responsibility, really. <laughs> you know, but that's—you see—I always wanted to do something maybe that wasn't quite right, <laughs> but I couldn't ever blend in. Being as tall as I am, I didn't think I'd get away with it.
0: <laughs> so
1: it's, it's always held me back.
0: <laughs> how <laughs> tall are normal, you, bud, Or what? <laughs> so how tall are you, Bud?
1: I used to be six seven. And that was really bad. I never could get into the occupation I really wanted to get into. What was that? I wanted to be a jockey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ride the Kentucky Derby.
1: <laughs> you know I used to hate being tall. I really hated that over the years. After you got about 50, I realized it really brought me a lot of things that you know I'm I'm really fortunate to get the body I had. I realize now that yeah. that brought a lot of things to me that probably didn't give opportunities to somebody else. Right. You know my was, like. <laughs> was I was I am six seven. My brother passed away. He was six years younger than me. He was six four. Wow. My sister was six one Holy and my little brother was five ten. My my dad was five ten, my mother was five eight. Wow. Wow. So I don't know how that works. I don't either. But, uh,
2: so you come from a pretty tall family.
1: Well, but all of us kids were, my folks <laughs> went, and there wasn't any real tall ones. I claim my granddad. I told you died when my dad was young. They claim he was six foot. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know where the tall come.
0: Wow, your sister's six works. foot one. That's really tall. Yeah,
1: well, oh, she was tall school and school in school for Did years. Did she
0: play basketball or?
1: No, they didn't. Girls didn't have. Oh, basketball that's right. Played a little old half court dinky dink thing. Oh. Didn't play like they do now. <laughs> And you know that's something for us boys. There was always a job. I don't know what girls done. She was eight. She eight years younger than me, so I was kind of going. You know, at the time she was old enough to do anything. But mm-hmm. and that's something that's really changed for women, or like you and there's opportunities that wasn't here for those yeah. women. Mm-hmm. The, you know, I guess you could get a job waiting tables or maybe a store. I don't. They sure wasn't in any professions, form. I don't think out like they are now.
0: Right.
1: I don't. There wasn't that many opportunities. And you know, that's another thing It's change You're talking. In my four years of high school, I only knew one kid, and he was two grades ahead of me that didn't have a mother and father.
2: Mm, yeah. And, I could name a, a, a ton now.
1: Oh, yeah. And there was probably a lot of unha- unhappy people living together, yeah. undoubtedly, you know. But a woman didn't have a—I don't think she had a chance to make it on her own. Right. She had, probably had to put up with a hell of a lot of things that— wasn't
2: right
1: right that's another thing i was looking at that's the only kid i could ever think of didn't have a mother and a father yeah and his mother run off left him and he slept in the high school for a week or two the principal let him in there somebody told him and another kid i know his dad went and got him took him took him home
2: wow i kind of wish america was still like that today i wish We still had mothers and fathers in the households. I wish they would still provide for their kids. And we just took care of each other. My mom and I were talking about that last night that, you know, churches and schools and all of this, they've gotten so far away from what their true purpose is. Like the churches was to give back to the poor and take care of people and to spread the word of God. And the schools were for education and teaching kids, and now the schools are pretty much babysitters for kids yeah. they're have the teachers are having to reach in their own pockets and wash kids clothes and feed them and make sure they're okay brush their hair and it's well part of that's because people just not there think,
1: you know somebody will take care of them so, you know and i don't yeah. think people worry i know well they worry about their money but i mean they think well somebody's going to bail me out the government or somebody right you know
0: well you it's, know I'm in my hometown there's there's a real drug problem yeah and my I have a lot of family members that are teachers. And the last when I was home for my dad's funeral there's conversation about this very thing and they said it's no longer grandparents raising children, it's grandpa- great grandparents or even oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I know all about that part. And I well you know, it used to be your Folks lived with you when they got old. Mm-hmm. Now you put them in a home, which I guess that's right. But a lot of that's the men and women both working. I can see that, and that's part of the problem with the kids, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. being out like they are. Yeah.
2: I always threatened my mom with the retirement home, but I don't think I don't think I'd ever do that to my mom.
1: Yeah. Well, you would now, but I mean, what was that TV show you used to watch, uh, John Boy or whatever that was? You know, Grandma and the Waltons. You know, they all together. That's the way it was. Mm-hmm. I remember my mother uh, mother living with her family, and she was real independent and got her house, and then she moved to California where her brothers were. But wow. She went, well, my mother lived on her own she got nine. she sure as hell wasn't going to live with anybody to see Right. Just couldn't, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: But she was healthy enough, she could do that too. Right. Some yeah. people aren't.
2: But one thing I do appreciate in Rangeley, um, and I really don't think that you'll get this anywhere else, we do take care of our own here.
1: Yeah, I got good friends here. I'm not leaving. I still live in the same house I lived in from the time I was five years old. Mm-hmm.
2: Right out there. I ain't, I ain't
1: moving. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm going. They remodeled it. After my wife died, June died five years ago kids they got ashamed of my house so when we moved. <laughs> they remodeled it and then uh, throwed th- th- most furniture out only had two chairs well that embarrassed my <laughs> grandsons <and> hell <then> they- <laughs> <laughs> that's all i needed <laughs> no <bad>. <laughs> <laughs> out of bed out a bed anyway so that's fixed up and then i remarried and it's fixed up pretty nice now but, yeah you know i'm totally happy on that hill i don't I don't think I'm going anywhere.
2: Bud, you are the hardest person to get a hold of. You are the hardest person I've met to get a hold of. I think I called you about five times yesterday, had three other people call you. You didn't answer your
1: phone. Well, I take it out. I'm out there welding and grinding, and I can't hear it. And I take it out and put it on the shelf or leave it in the pickup. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm really fortunate. I retired before them cell phones got so big. (laughs) I don't like them they like you, somebody said, tried to call and you didn't answer. I said, I didn't need you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you when I need you. you know? But anyway, it seems like you're doing something. Somebody calls and then you got to quit what you're doing, and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, maybe that's being selfish. I don't know.
2: No, I don't think I don't it think is. But anyway, but I had to show up. I went out to the office and I said, "Hey, is Bud around?" No, we haven't <laughs> seen him yet. I said, "Okay, well, tell Terry that Bud has to be at the gym tomorrow."
0: <laughs> oh, at
1: 9 they called me again last night and they called me this morning. <laughs> well, those those me. girls know where I'm at pretty well. They can yeah. find me if they want
0: to. Yeah. So I heard I heard a pretty interesting story about. I don't know if you call it a ranch or a cabin. Yeah that uh, sometimes you have people wander in?
1: Oh, up my cabin? <laughs> you know, that hadn't happened for several years, but it kind of looks like a lodge. We are trying to make it look like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun. You'd be sitting there and sitting one time. Well, one time, let's see, we're eating eating dinner, and this guy comes in, and he's got his waiters on. <laughs> He, and they they walk in and they expect you to say something. You know, we don't say nothing. We just keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> he stays a while and he, he says uh, says uh, something about asking if that was a lodge or something. No, nah, this is our house. Well, it embarrasses some damn bad. You, know? <laughs> 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 you take right off. That happened a bunch of times. One time we had a wedding, and the guys walking around eating a sandwich and stuff. You know, they had catered and all that. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's pretty cool. Where do you register? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he helped himself to your food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then one time I was building that gazebo down by the lake, and I seen these four gals go in the house. I'm up on the roof. Hell, I don't want to crawl down off there, so I would wait a while, and the hell, they don't come out. So I thought, maybe they're looking for me. So I go up there. And they're all sitting in there reading a magazine, <laughs> drinking a and stuff on the couch, you know. <laughs> so did I come you- in, <laughs> and they said... Uh, Uh, can you stay, eat and stay here? And I said, we can if you girls will cook. What they say. This isn't a large knowledge, my house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I was uh, maybe twelve years old. uh, We would go and stay at Peggy Richter's cabin. She would let us go stay there on the weekend. We'd always show up at Bud's house. Hey, Bud, how are you? Just let us sit in this cabin. And we would go down to the waterfall and swim in his little pond that he does down there. That was so fun. Eat hot dogs. Yep.
1: (laughs) There was a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think because I don't. We didn't keep. I know there's way over a 100 weddings happened up there. Yep. And i uh, probably pushing the 200. I probably couldn't be that many, I don't think, but been a lot of them. Yep. And they're all fun. I always tell them I don't want no fights or anything like that around here. I don't mm-hmm. like that deal, you know. Right. Never have had one. That's another thing, those marriages. I have a lot of, you know, I think I must have a weird sense of humor. <laughs> 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 these, little, <No>. <laughs> <laughs> these little old gals will come up to me, you know. And, They'll say, and they all say the same thing. I want to get married. <laughs> so I won't say nothing. I'll turn around a couple of times, kick the ground a couple of times, and they're standing <laughs> there looking at you. I'd say, uh, I guess that'll be okay. I'll talk to the wife, and I could add on the house. You don't eat much, You don't eat much, do not eat you? <laughs> not you. Not <laughs> you. <laughs> Almost every one of them will ask me that same thing like that. Not you.
2: <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> You know the other thing that I love? I love your purple golf cart. I think you
1: should just drive around town in that Oh, thing. done that for June, you know, when she got cancer. <laughs>
2: yep. Your
1: dad arranged that for me, thank God. And, mm-hmm. You know, she put up with that for, I think, 10 or 12 years. Wow. And you know that woman? I never did hear her cry or nothing over that deal. Mm-hmm. You know, you just seeing—it's hard to believe that we's married for fifty-seven years wow. and two days. I wish it'd been fifty-seven years, but that's a long time. It don't seem like it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I found another lady, man. She—we could really get along good. Yeah. I didn't want to spend the rest of my life like a monk or something. I don't understand people to do that, but right. I still think I've got a lot to give.
2: Yeah, you do. And you, know, you give so you would give back so much to the community, Bud, and well, I don't my, think
1: you know my folks done that, and we never was don't say much about things, you know. But mm-hmm. my folks was the same way. Yeah, that park out there on the other end there, my mother always thought that was an eyesore. She was always on the garden club, and that poor woman, we didn't have hardly any you know, running water out there, mm-hmm. you know, and they had to garden club where you have that deal the best house of the month or whatever you oh the right. golden spade yeah whatever you do yeah she won that a couple of times she was proud of herself she didn't have any water yeah. i remember watering not watering her lawn to get water pressure you'd have to go up in the middle of the night and do that and water the mm-hmm. plants my yeah. trees out there dying those trees all come their elm trees come from fred nichols house which is the old house on the other side of the store the nickel store whatever mm-hmm. you call it down there now and those was trees they just plucked up, them little seedlings that start growing. Wow. And we planted those when I was in the second grade, most of them around the house. And they claim those trees are only good for 40, 50 years. Well, they're 70 years old. Wow. But, boy, they're sure dying on me now. Mm. God, I hope all my trees don't die out there.
2: Right. So I heard a story that you went up and down Main Street and planted some of the trees. Is that true?
1: That was in 56. And I had a cousin from California that had come out and work every summer, and Dad made us. Uh, we had a big old McCullough uh, motor post hole digger. It's a big thing, great big thing. And I don't remember how close we put them now, but we went down both sides of the streets planting them. Mm-hmm. and We would putting cottonwoods in them, but nobody watered them. You know, a lot of people then see come with that boom, but 56, the stores was closing, and people were starting to leave. Mm-hmm. The boom was over. <clears throat> big part of it. But anyway, nobody watered The only one I know still growing is in front of up there where they got the boxing club now. Okay. Across from the Mexican restaurant. I, know. I think that's one of them. Big cotton. And there might have been one down here by the band box cleaners. I don't know if we planted that one or not. I, I guess it's this way. It might be one of those trees. Okay. But they had people. Uh, Effie Walton, I mean, uh, yeah, Effie Walton watered that one. She owned that trucking outfit. and. And uh, Richard Crane's mother had the dry cleaners, and she watered that one. Everybody else moved off or just didn't do it.
2: Right.
1: Wow. I had a friend I went to school with, and he come back, oh, five or six years ago. And we come over the hill, and he old oh, Walter said, Man, I don't remember all the trees. <laughs> Walter, there wasn't any. <laughs> there wasn't any trees. <laughs> I don't remember all the trees. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. So, Bud, you mentioned the old Nichols home or building. So if you're at Nickel Store and you're looking towards Yardley Automotive, mm-hmm. that old building to the right with the little porch on it, mm-hmm. do you know the history of that building? That
1: was the original store, Nickel Store. Mm-hmm. Where yeah.
0: Did it get moved here or is that no, the original? No, I think he
1: built that. Old Fred Nichols lived and died here. Hell, he 101 when he died here. Mm. Uh he built that, and that was the main building in Rangeley. You've probably seen the pictures of Rangeley over the years, haven't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. About it And you can see that store. Yep. And if you look in that, I think it's a 1910 one I've got at the museum. You can see the schoolhouse, and it was right over here where Nichols' store is, or where the park store is now. Okay. You can see that in that picture, nothing on Main Street there's no main street, just a dirt road. Have you seen that picture?
0: I think I have. We probably need to go where you look. And at you
1: can it. see that store in it down there, and you and I think you can see the house across from the uh, cafe down there that's rigged up. It's a motel thing now. That's an old house. Oh. And the brick house, I think you can see that in the picture. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another one you need to interview, and I don't think you can get him up <laughs> here. And had pictures, and it, it, they're pretty private family. His dad was the uh, doctor here then. Means was his name. Okay. And he's got picture collections of Rangeley through the 50s. The, the family must took a lot of pictures, got a lot of pictures. I've never seen these pictures before. Right. And he'd come up to the museum before June died and stuff, and done we'd done a photo thing. And I, I called some people I knew, old-timers from around come. He had some really good pictures of Rangeley. Wow. Really, really good. Showed all the derricks and showed all the... You know, when Grand Junction shut their streetcars down, mm-hmm. they brought them to Rangeley, most of them. Good and on. people made homes out of them. And there was one out where the, uh, past uh, the museum where that building there is, there was one there that the halls had, I can remember when I was in school. And there was one down the river here just before the bridge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But he had a picture, and I think there's seven of those things parked this side of Nichols' store in a the lot there, and they must have just hauled them in. Yeah. But those made pretty good houses. See, that's ten foot wide and forty foot long. Well, that's a pretty good trailer house in those days. Yeah, big pictures, windows in them. What more could right. you want?
2: Right, and running water.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, he had a lot of pictures of the of the, and showed the Halliburton, uh, fracking wells, and they drove cars. They had fifty one Ford, fifteen fifty one Ford cars parked all right there. It's what all the hands drove up in. Wow, wow. I'd never seen those pictures. Hmm. Which brings me to Halliburton. Where our shop is now was Halliburton's Western Division of the United States Yard. Mm-hmm. And they must not have made a big a deal as they do now because there was a heck of a lot of drilling rigs out here. So I know they had fleets of trucks. Mm-hmm. The, when we built our office, that old road that come up through there it was used to be the old highway. Wow. Went across the old bridge down there and up the hill and went through there. The other side of that yard was their yard. Mm-hmm. And I can remember those trucks running all night and roaring and going in and out of there all night long. Mm-hmm. And when they moved the highway, they had to drive between the house and the shop to get the highway. Well, that's pretty exciting for a 10-year-old <laughs> kid. <you know? laughs> I loved that. And I tell everybody I always knew then, right then, if you wanted to make any money, you had to make a lot of dust, a lot of noise, and a lot of smoke.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go.
1: And see, Dad at that welding shop, and that's where I was raised. That was a great place for a kid to get raised.
2: Heck,
1: yeah. We build everything. You know, we all the time building something. Mm-hmm. Them old welders would come in there trying to get them to make something. They'd shoot us off, you know, do something to get rid of us. But mm-hmm. I, I'm really fortunate to be raised where I was, and I see that now. You know, I didn't—I was raised by a really good family. Mm-hmm. I never heard my folks—my mother never said a cuss word, and I never heard my father say very much. I never heard him have a, maybe a little argument over the business. Never was personal arguments. hmm and you know us kids never got in trouble because we never did want to make our mother ashamed. I love
0: that.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: That makes me want to cry. I know.
1: Huh? <laughs> well, we just never wanted her to, you know, Dad, he'd whip your butt or something. Mm-hmm. Our mother just look at you. <laughs> she used to beat us. I told her that and she said she didn't, but be- she'd take us boys and beat us with the bottom of the broom. <laughs> <laughs> We go a little older. We're laughing at her. That'd make her that much madder. Man, you know? <laughs> he's <laughs> beating us with a broom.
2: <laughs> Whatever my mom would spank me, we would want our mom to spank us because she doesn't spank as hard as dad. And so we would fake cry so we wouldn't get spanked again by dad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, I, us kids always. Um, re, I, re, I didn't realize I had that good a family until I got involved with other people. You know, mm-hmm. never drank or anything. My daddy's brother would come, they'd buy a six pack of beer, and that's when they was iron made out of steel. They'd drink a beer and they'd sit in the icebox and mother'd throw them out because the cans got rusty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I have a question about Striegel's. When was it established? 45.
1: 45,
2: and when was Rangeley established? 1946. Yeah. So you've been around
1: long There wasn't than nothing here. <laughs> you know, they just, sit they had make their own power and all that, build their own mm-hmm. power plants. That's when all those ditches I was talking about run so long. When the REA and stuff come in, instead of having a, for your farm, having a ditch way up the river, so you gravity, you could put a pump way down over your place and pump out of the river. So that ended all those big, long ditches. That's something you could do research on, see when all these old ditches was established. Okay. Because there was one on that side of the river and one on this side. Mm-hmm. And that's horse and teams and things, you know. You're talking. And I looked at that range of ditch. There wasn't that many people in Rangeley i wonder how they financed that right it couldn't have been very many people you know put the money right. up to do that and probably a lot of sweat and labor
0: mm-hmm. yeah but that up. giving back to the community free labor probably Yeah.
2: which but, you've always been instrumental in doing is giving back to our community returning to that phrase i mean every time i ask you can i use the automotive museum parking lot Go ahead. I gave it to the town years ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what is. Well, uh-huh. and you're very gracious to let yes. us use the purple golf cart on oh, September 5th. Another.
1: I need to give that back to you now. But i been better look at old, what's the name? I might need that <laughs> <Come here laughs> myself.
2: So we got to ask you, can we use the purple golf cart again this year? Yeah, i
1: better make sure i got the battery <laughs> tuned up in it. You <laughs> yeah, know that my, my museum there has got, um, I'm losing track. 130 tires or 40 tires in there. There's always a low tire <laughs> when you go in there. Yeah. And trying to keep the batteries up is a pretty major mm-hmm. deal. And it's kind of a lost cause, really.
2: Yeah. Well, Kelsey keeps it pretty spectacular yeah. in there for
1: you, so. It's pretty dust-free in there. It's mm-hmm. You know, it's not hard to keep. And that floor makes a place, you know, in oh, there. Oh, it's but, beautiful. Oh, we love the floors. And the mirrors. You know, I might like to make things and create things. It's just like building that trainer them old cars ain't worth no i just want to see if i can do it Mm -hmm. you know yeah and i don't have to work in the business anymore i'm fortunate in that Mm -hmm. got resources to do other things you know Mm -hmm. My problem is I never finish nothing. I'd lose interest or it gets too hard and I start something else. That's why she says I got that ADD or whatever the hell it is. Well, we,
0: uh, we, were, we just had a, a podcast and we talked about things we would like to see in Rangeley. Mm-hmm. So our big thing was we'd like to see a car wash. We would. <laughs> we we want, want a car, car wash in Rangeley. <laughs> but what would you like
1: to see, Bud? The car wash deal's fine, but she, water, it's really, I don't know if that's ever going to work. You know, there's slobs in the world, and there's people that aren't slobs. But those guys will bring those pickups in there and things. Mm-hmm. Make no attempt to scrape the mud off of them, right. you know, out here. You can't keep the drains open. Right. Things, you know. Can't you pull over here somewhere and get out on the highway and clean the mud off the damn thing? Right. You yeah, know, before absolutely. you pull in there. Go to the, go out to many mini stores and watch them guys come in. Don't even make any attempt to clean their feet. Right walk in there
2: so i have a question because we did talk about voting last time and how important it is to vote i'm gonna keep on hammering that until the end the of the election June. yeah mm-hmm. until the election starts but have you ever missed an election cycle
0: where you didn't vote
1: no since i've been 18 i haven't
0: wow that's awesome that's, that's so an incredible cool. record yes
1: no I'm, i don't i thought you're supposed to do that that's
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's our duty yeah
1: you know i like complain but i don't think you got to. I don't think you you should be able to complain if you didn't vote.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: You know,
2: yep.
1: I try to encourage my hands, and most a lot of our people aren't the kind of people that mm-hmm. too interested in that. But mm-hmm. I damn well bet you my office hall doing everybody. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, and that's the most important thing is that the people like you are encouraging people to
1: vote. Get out. Yeah, and I don't care how you vote, just vote. I, I, that's I don't exactly care who right. You vote for. Yeah. Amen. Like those signs, they all come around, you know. You you let Republicans do that or Democrats. I don't care who you are. Just put your sign up. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to vote.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But we are getting up to about an hour. But is there anything else that you want to say? Anything you want to tell the world?
1: You didn't ask me what I want to do.
2: Oh, what do you want
0: to do? do My next
1: project, (laughs) I've got to win the lottery because I need more money. (laughs) I want to put me a path up and down the river where you can walk the river path. Oh. I love that. I don't want to sidewalk out to that mini mart. So you quit walking on the damn highway and boardage. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. So, actually, that there there has been talk of putting. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, but a lot of it's on private property, and you. It have makes to get, a big
1: problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you I don't to, know if with the Cothorpe if you could ever get that one straightened out, but you could do one from this park here back around the bridge. I think. I yeah. think with that property, you could probably. I don't. Part of that might be the Cothorpe. I think there's so many people in that family now, it's kind of hard to every. I'm sure they would do it if they could ever get a consensus between all of them, but you're never going to get them all together, you know, to do that.
0: Right. So before we leave, how how do you see Rangeley now? I mean, what do you, where is Rangeley going forward? How, you know, how do you... Well,
1: see the college it? is a big deal, really a big deal, and I don't think people realize what a big deal that thing is. I, I don't know if you'll ever get the tourist part going... I really don't know, and I look at that. I used to drive a hundred thousand miles a year in my work, and I tried to watch everywhere to see what was a good deal. You know, you mm-hmm. could bring in, and be truthfully, you know, I really don't know what the future is. I don't, I don't know how much more energy will be, mm-hmm. but I don't know they're doing that solar stuff and things. You know, yeah. And you, and part of that gas generation too goes with that deal. Right. You still got this gas field back here, and you got a lot of open. The sunshine shines here. Right. Maybe the solar is going to be something.
2: Right. I don't want any solar fields, though. <laughs> well, I don't
1: need it, but I just, you know, you asked me. I don't know. And you know, as I travel, I looked at everything, trying to think, what's a good deal, you know?
2: I'd rather have the factories that make them.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: what I would yeah. rather have is because... Those are blue-collar workers that work in those factories. They're willing to work. They're going to put in the hard work, and they're going to live here. Those solar farms, I just don't.
1: But, you know, you are promoting this town better than you think. When you printed that paper, talked about where this college ranked. Yeah, yeah yeah i got that got them to my ranch and went on the door of that museum i'm proud of that i'm really proud of that
2: well we have another one i'll give to you before you leave
1: okay but anyway that's amazing me and i show my friends that and stuff and they can't believe that look at that. i said where in the hell do you live you ain't got nothing (laughs) (laughs) And and i tell them what are you going to school in grand junction for come up here and get a real job
2: right absolutely
1: you know i'm really proud of that yes and that ranking, when you had on the... Well, I'll tell you what. I went to the drugstore up here. The hospital, and there's a guy in there. And we're talking, sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. I, well, you don't know. I moved here to Retire. Here in Retire. he said, yeah. I said, what would you move here for? He said, well, I didn't want stoplights. Didn't want things. I said, you got internet? Mm-hmm. He said, I like the hills and the country. Mm-hmm. And see, I've got the best of the world. I've worked from Montana clear down, seen different things. I like Rangeley. Mm-hmm. I've seen parks. I got a thing at Meeker. I like that, too up in my ranch but i still like it better here
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i don't know what it is about this climate but there's people that like this kind of country you know the openness and the, and the rocks and things
2: i think that they just like to be away from people and that's what we offer and i think that they like the kindness that we bring here well and that's small something town else vibes. i was going to
1: say he, that's what he said the people are friendlier
2: yeah
1: you know we went around the country and some of them towns they didn't want you there right you know, they just didn't didn't want outsiders there. Right. And you know, most of the people in Range, and I look back at that too. A lot of them guys that was working for Chevron then, if you worked if you worked in oil field up until the '60s, you went through Rangely mm-hmm. sometime or another in your career. But anyway, these guys have been over in Europe or Asia, all over the world in oil fields. They don't have anything to prove. They're here, you know, and they're friendly as heck. I mean, they're not clannish. Is what I'm trying to say. Right. They've been to Saudi Arabia. They've been everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, I know it's just different kind of people.
2: Yep, we are different. And the longest traffic jam you'll have here is probably about two minutes on the Street, <laughs> <Yeah>. if <laughs> that. If that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now you know I got I hate to go to Grand Junction. There's too many mm. people. I don't even like going down there. Right. I have to a lot, but. Yeah. And I don't know why people park behind me. They should know not to park <laughs> behind me. <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm a big. Gonna s- I'm gonna one. put a big sign on it. Do not park behind me. <laughs> I Had to pay a six hundred dollar bill the other day. We're back to something. Damn, I'm getting tired of that. <laughs> 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 parking back there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I got some friends. I guess that's getting older. Damn, I packed in the guy. He did.
2: Held that same thing I did. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, um, so for our next podcast, I think we're going to have Ty Gates on. So we are looking forward to that. I think it's.
1: You need to get Cheryl Robinson. Okay. And uh, maybe Walt Powell. I like those. But guys. you're losing your. Old timers that really Cheryl mm-hmm. was a baby, you know, when this like he's talking about that store and I things. I was
2: talking to um, Charlene and Jack Brown. because yeah. they would be good ones to have
1: on They're here. They're pretty good, mm-hmm. you know. My folks coming forty five, and mm-hmm. they had a thing. There was a lot coming forty six and seven, mm-hmm. but boy, you had to be pretty damn early. And that's something else I wanted to bring up. Yep. Those was the boomers that come here. I, I look at the people that had stores; mm-hmm. they had kids my age. Yep. So they had to be in their thirties. Right. Or something come here trying to fall in the boom. I think my dad was thirty two or three. Old Arnold Weiss across the street, started a, a large trucking outfit. He had to be thirty he the same age as my folks. They mm-hmm. was the same year. Old Slim Hagwar had a drilling outfit. He was probably well, he had kids my age, so he, but I think he was a little bit older than my folks. Right. These are young people. Yep. You know, I don't think very many of them was 40. Man, they're like, the war was over, and, and they were looking for opportunities. Well, there wasn't nothing here. I mean, you had to be a go-getter. To, they called them boomers. Mm-hmm. But I look at the energy they had, and they had to have a good wife. I remember my mother, she never had nothing.
2: Right.
1: Never had nothing. Lived in a hut, you know, in all her life until, you know, they got here. Just, I really have a lot of respect when I look back for those people. Mm-hmm. They were boomers, they called them. Absolutely. But they come with nothing. All the stores, you know, there was four car dealerships in this town.
2: I knew, wow. that, I knew of two. Yeah, there didn't was know a
1: Chevrolet and a anymore. Ford, and a Buick Cosmobil, and a oh. Kaiser Fraser. Oh. one time, this town.
2: That's so cool.
1: You got to realize there was a hell of a lot of money. hmm And the uh, the old Haydens, bless their heart. hmm They built that store. Well, there wasn't a bank from town for a while mm-hmm. off and on so there was a lot of payroll well they have to cash these checks so they got a lot of money floating around right. you know? well they finally took it out but they had that old safe in the cement you have to get the, the Haydens would be another good one you get in here uh-huh. before he gets too old and uh, hell they tried to get robbed you can see torch marks on that <laughs> <damn thing. laughs> I don't think they ever did get robbed I don't think they did they might have uh-huh. but, but hell you can see where somebody tried to rob them Breaking in another thing i want to tell you about all the, t- <laughs> the you got me going now the stores town. <laughs> the elks club was the dinosaur club oh and i, I can't i don't remember you left looking i think it had to be like 54 or five because i can't remember it very good gambling was legal in colorado and
2: mm-hmm.
1: all the filling stations cafes had slot machines uh-huh. and that was a gambling club and they had tables and everything in that place.
2: My mouth is open. I, did I can't believe that. that. And
1: when that closed down, it said, I remember when I was in, in school, in high school, that was vacant. You can run in there and the kids run around and stuff. Wow. And then the Elks bought that. But that was a dinosaur club. And, and I don't know how many bars were in town. It was a bunch. And I look back, those had to be shacks because if they built them 45 and 6, mm-hmm. and, and by the time I was out of high school, they was all tore down and gone. Right. So they had to be really shacks, you know, or they didn't last long. Yeah. And the houses out in the field, that was another one I was showing Vicki yesterday when we was driving. There was camps all over out in this field. There was way more kids out in the field out there than there yeah. was in town. Right. And um, anyway, there were some houses, Amco Pipeline, which turned into Pan American, then Standard, and Amco, or then uh, whatever the hell they are. They're not anymore. But anyway, there was houses. They thought the bumper and stuff ought to live on their lease. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So there was houses all over out in this field, clusters of two or three or four. Well, we were running around when we got to driving, so I had to be like 14. So, hell, they, had, wasn't, they wasn't 10 years old, them houses. We thought those old houses wasn't anybody in them. Right. And I think they moved them all to the Rangeley. Right in the other camps, they was hauling water to all those houses. Mm-hmm. Well, when the Rangeley got them a water system, mm-hmm. and the other ones where well, they all moved to town, had electricity, didn't have to make their own electricity and things. But there was camps all over this field, drilling camps and things. Mm-hmm. I think mean, she'll take you around and show you an old clothesline pool sticking up or something way out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my goodness. You know, it was all over. And every, all the kids rode bikes. I remember riding out that Chevron camp two or three times a day mm-hmm. in town. Hell, we all rode bikes.
2: Yeah.
1: They don't do that anymore, kids don't. No. Like they did. Anyway, I can't think of a better place to be raised. I think I was really blessed. I think we are. I
0: think we are, and we're all Mm -hmm. grateful to be here in this community today among Mm -hmm. all the good people. But I appreciate your positivity and your. Love your hindsight, injury. I guess, yeah. your everything, yes, yeah, wisdom,
2: and we're gonna have to do a part two. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to do a part two with you, Bud, in in the next couple months, so you can tell us some more stories. Stories, I don't down. really have
1: that many, I don't think.
2: Well, <laughs> but, <laughs> I think you do.
1: You know, our family lived pretty private, so. Yep. You know.
2: But, thank you again, Bud, for. Wasting some of your time to hang out with us. Okay. And <laughs>
1: I'll think some other wild stories. I've got to give me time to read some more books. Yeah, uh, else. Okay.
2: <laughs> Make up some stories for yeah. us. But,
0: again, <clears throat> thanks, Bud, for um, coming on. Thanks, Jeannie, for being here with me again. You're welcome. And it was a pleasure, Bud, to have you uh, talk about Rangely. We're yes. so glad you came. Yes.
1: Okay. I had fun.